Hey guys, Scott Short, Mason Duffy Mortgage back here again. My license number is NMLS number 225998. My corporate number for Mason Duffy Mortgage NMLS number is 1141. We're back in Linda Ferrari's great book, The Big Score. Getting it, getting it, and keeping it. There you go. <laughs> so back here in chapter, well, we're starting chapter 20. We left off in 19. So here we go. Chapter 20 is called Divorce and Credit. He said, she said, what about what the judge said? <laughs> Who's most important, I guess, huh? So let's go in here. So it's page 225 in the book. It says, one out of every two marriages ends up in divorce. That's pretty sad. A daunting statistic that begins, oops, sorry, begins, brings with it an abundance of emotional and financial unveiling, unhealing. No, upheaving, upheaving, up something. Who cares? <laughs> this status, statistics suggest that urgent need for you to be aware of how to protect your credit standing in the face of a major life change that will significantly impact your financial situation. While divorce may be easily obtained in short, in short order, the financial and credit crisis that emanate from the, the, the dissolution can linger for years. Confusion and disagreement about who will pay the bills and who use specific credit cards can wreak havoc on a credit score. Late pays and no pays and insufficient Funds can quickly cause the very best credit scores to plummet, but it doesn't have to be that way. By proactively taking just a few simple steps, even when starting over, you can be sure that you, you do everything in your power to do so that will give you good credit intact or keep your good credit intact, right? So here we go. Your divorce decree has no pull. So this is kind of interesting. A lot of people don't know this. Unlike bankruptcy, when a divorce creditor, or, let's, see, let's back up. Unlike bankruptcy, when you divorce, creditors are not a party to the divorce decree. So I'll give you an example, and I'm going to show probably the same example too, but let's go this way. If you had a car loan, joint car loan, you and the husband or, you know, husband and wife, whoever, you had a joint car loan, that in divorce decree says, okay, the husband gets the car, right? And it's his responsibility to make the payment, right? Well, the creditor don't give a rat's butt what the judge says. They said, you're both on my hook, you're on my, you're on my, you're on my, uh, note in deep, you know, whatever the note and whatever the contractual liability is. So they say, Oh, you both come after, you know, both of you guys are responsible. So that's why I look at stuff from, you know, judges versus creditors as lenders. We, we go off of the divorce decree saying who's responsible for what things we can kind of interpolate from there for our standpoint, but each creditor has their own way of looking at things. So let's go forward. And let's see. Uh, okay. So, um, meaning that both spouses signed the original application for credit, like I said, uh, see, the both spouses are responsible until the debt is paid in full, no matter what the court document orders. This is unfair, I agree. But where I really becomes unfair is, next page, chapter 226, when one spouse files for bankruptcy and includes the joint debts in the filing, the ex-spouse who isn't a part of the bankruptcy is now protected and can still be held, not protected, not protected, and be held responsible for those debts. So let's say the judge did say the other party is responsible for those debts, you know, and then the guy fights bankruptcy. Like I said that, you know, the question will say, okay, I don't care. You know what, you know, I'm coming after the person who's on my list. So you're on my list. You know, the judge says it's not your responsibility. The creditor says it's your responsibility. So be aware of that stuff. Cause I've seen some very, 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 very vindictive, very nasty, ugly divorces where this happened, where the you know, person got all the, you know, the debt pushed onto them cause they were the major abuser of the credit, but they both originally were on the credit. 
And so they filed bankruptcy, which forced the other person to file bankruptcy because they can't afford all the, that stuff that the other person created. So nice, huh? No. Number two, when one of the ex-spouses dies, once again, the remaining spouse is held responsible for the debt. There you go. Even death you can't control, right? Unfortunately, when it comes to these two instances, options are limited except for hiring legal help. However, there is a way to protect your credit rating during and after divorce, and that's what's that that's by initiating a proactive action plan immediately. Here we go, the plan. I like plans. Be proactive, gather information. Okay, as soon as there the thought that divorce is legal separation may be an option, number one. Get copies of all credit reports. Request copies of your credit report from each of the three major bureaus, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, so you'll have a full insight into your current situation. Which you can go out to the website I've always talked about. It's www.annualcreditcredit.com. So www.annualcreditreport.com, all one big long word. <laughs> and you can pull all three bureaus for free once a year. Number two. Get all of your information in, into one place. Yes, don't be scattered person. Make a list of all open accounts and accounts with balances. Then create a spreadsheet with columns for the following information. Okay, credit spreadsheets, columns should be, or the, you know, the rows should be, rows, columns. Columns, yes, columns. Because rows will go the other way, vertical. And it goes horizontal and then columns go vertical, right? We'll keep going. So A, is creditor's name. B, creditor's contact number, or if it's not listed on the credit report, you'll find the customer service number on the back of your statement, right? Number three, account number. Number four, type of account. Is it auto loan? Is it mortgage, credit card? What is it? Then the letter. So let's go letter E. Current status of the account. Current, past due, collection. Then F, total amount due. Then G, monthly payment amount. Then H, ownership of account. Joint, individual, authorized signature, or signer. So if you're authorized signer on that account, man, get the heck off the bad boys. Okay. <laughs> Acting on the information. Once you have assembled your information in one place, you can determine how best to handle accounts. You'll be dealing with two types of accounts, secured and unsecured. Each are handled very differently during a divorce. As discussed in previous chapters, secured accounts are all accounts with an asset attached to it, i.e. a mortgage or a car loan. Unsecured accounts are like debts, like credit cards, right? Unsecured amounts, your options. It says eliminate obligations where you can. A credit card or a statement with your name on it does not make you, you a joint owner of the account unless the account was originally opened with your application signed by you. You may only be an authorized signer and can request to have the item removed from your credit report and your name removed from the account immediately. In, con in contrast, if your spouse is the one on the account and is an authorized signer, you will want to have his or her name removed to avoid any future charges. Good idea. Credit tip. Never assume joint ownership of an account. Call every credit to confirm whether or not you're a joint owner or authorized user. In a divorce, you can be a lifesaver when it comes to your credit. Okay. The next item. Close joint accounts. If there's no balances, call the creditor and close the account immediately. This is one of the few times you can... You should close the credit uh, credit card accounts. Because remember, we close accounts, then you lose score because you lose history. In this case, you're coming to battle, so you need to be you know <laughs> ready, right? Then the next one: freeze any future charges. If there's a balance that cannot be paid off right now, call the creditor and request the account to be to froze to be frozen from future charges. They'll, they'll, uh, this will allow you to pay off the balance over time without making you vulnerable to more debt. 
Such an action will stop both spouses from using the account. So before you take the course of action, that took, that ugh, before you take that course of action, it's important that you make certain you have another credit card in your own name because you need some money to pay for the lawyers, right? <laughs> Transfer balances to responsible parties individual card. Request the court's ordered responsible spouse transfer the remaining balance from the joint card to another card in his or her name, then close the joint account. Good idea. I like that. Word of caution. Remember, closed accounts, closed credit card accounts with balances are a negative line item on your credit report and bring down your score. If possible, make sure the balance has been paid before closing the account. Okay. So like she says, if you have a closed account, it has a balance on it, then it's going to hurt your score. It's going to drop you. Because you're going to say, what the heck, right? Then next item, uh, secured accounts, your options. Sell it. This is the safest and best option. You sell the asset, pay off the loan in full, wipe the slate clean, and move on. Refi it. <clears throat> if the spouse responsible for paying the mortgage can qualify for the refinance in his or her own name or has a family member who can assist with the loan, you can have the spouse buy out completely. Then you walk away without any future obligation. Good idea. Then it says, be careful. The least desirable option to keep your name on loan with certain terms and conditions. This option leaves your credit vulnerable to responsible to the responsible spouse's actions going forward. A late pay on is or a default on a loan will damage your credit. Makes sense. Okay. Next topic. Tips that help keep your credit intact during a divorce. Number one, make sure the bills get paid no matter what the judge says. Regardless of what the divorce decree stipulates, it does not override your account agreement with the creditor. Both spouses are liable and responsible for the joint debt regardless of who the judge orders to pay the bill. If the bills are not paid and the account defaults, both spouses can be sued and both spouses can have their wages garnished. Both, uh, most late pays occur during the divorce negotiation phase. Don't allow it to happen. One thirty day late can drop your credit score by 80 points and it makes, takes months to gain back those points. Number two, protect yourself in a joint account situation. The best way is to handle your joint accounts is to eliminate those accounts whenever possible, possible. Because joint accounts are approved using the information from both spouses' credit reports. A creditor will not remove one spouse's name from a credit account unless, regardless of whether Court documents declare a specific spouse responsible for the payment. Talked about earlier. Number three, if you decided to leave your name on the secured loan account, be sure your name remains on the title. Once your name is removed from title, you no longer own the asset. This means that your responsible spouse, responsible spouse defaults on the loan, and you have to pay to save your credit score. You'll be paying someone, let's see, for something you no longer own, which is kind of bad thing. <laughs> Number four, make sure the documents. Make sure you document and follow up. If you've had accounts paid and closed during the divorce proceeding, make sure your credit report reflects those changes. Follow up on every item that relates to your credit and continue to do so until you have proof everything, every item is correctly stated, okay, or moving forward. Yes. And finally, put an action plan to work as early as divorce process and possible will ensure that your credit will be protected to the greatest extent possible. Um, okay, good. Okay, next topic: real life success story. Carol X. Do we want to talk about? Let's see how long is this going to go? Lord, yeah, let's skip. Let's skip over that. 
So let's go. The, the real deal says divorce can be very tough emotionally and financially. Acting practically about your credit can minimize the fallout. Though it may seem challenging for uh, at first, you'll soon find putting the above recommendations into action is easily done and getting started. Okay, cool. That's that's in chapter twenty. How long are we going? Let's see what the time is here. Long time. We're about what twelve minutes in. Let's stop here. Let's go to the next one.